Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. I'm Scott Devane Knowles, and this is another episode of I'm a Spartan. I guess you've probably noticed that it's been a while since I've made an episode. Well, I have ran into some problems where the, because I use an app to record it, and the app also hosts my RSS feed for the site, or for my podcast also. And so they decided, hey, we're fixing to shut this down, and but you have such and such time to move all your episodes to another website, and so I ended up doing all that, and I'm using, I use this app to record too, so I was like, okay, so what am I gonna do to record and all that? So I figured out a way I can still use their app to record, and I can move the file to this other program to upload it to my new host website, which is, I think it's podcast.com, I believe. So, there's that. Um, But that's no excuse. Uh, I've also had problems scheduling. I've gotten really busy in the late part of 2017 and now this year, 2018. It's almost towards the end of February. And uh, like I said, I've, I've tried to schedule a few different uh, interviews, and they would they would say, yeah, sure, we'll interview, and then I'd never hear back from them. Um, I wanted to interview the guy that got, uh, I think his name was Hartley, the one that got like 23 trifectors or whatever, and um, I hit him up, and he said, yeah, you know, uh, I, I'll interview, and I was like, cool, and I, and I said, maybe next week, and I, I asked him, you know, and again, and I got no response, and I hit up Joe D.I. a couple of times, and he said he would, but he was really busy, and checked with him after the first year, and I guess he was busy with his runga thing, or whatever that thing he does at the end of the year, and uh, so after the end of the year, I hit him up and got no response, and I saw where he read the message, so I guess he just didn't want to do it. But I really wanted to ask uh, Joe D.I. about all the changes that's coming to Spartan. You know, the changes with the Ultra, the changes with the age group and the Elite, you know, all those different changes and how it's going to play out. And that was an interview I wanted to do. And here we are now, the end of February, and there's already been a few races. So, um... Yeah, I'm not interviewing anybody today, so it's just me. I know, boring episode, right? So last year, I started the podcast off with just me talking, so I figured, hey, you know, why don't I do that this year, too? Um, So, yeah, there's been a few races, and, you know, I've seen negative stuff and positive stuff about how they, you know, taking the age groups and doing it seriously and all and today I posted uh, the results from the Miami race that happened over this past weekend and I listed and you can go to my Facebook page and see that I'll probably post it on Instagram too later for all those people out there that are into Facebook so what I did was I took the elite top three female and male and split it oh I'm driving down the road too by the way so if you hear road noise or hear me scream obscenities at somebody else it's because I'm on I-75 and people drive stupid they hog the fast lane and won't get over but y'all know that good thing I'm not in Atlanta because I wouldn't be able to record a podcast because I'd just be constantly cussing so anyway yeah so what I did was I made a list of the top three finishers in elite Female, male, 
and then also did the age groups for each age groups and I listed out beside it overall too and I also listed the numbers of runners per age group and it was pretty interesting to me you know because out west in California their races were getting just huge numbers in the age groups and I understand it's California big race a lot of people going to it and this being in South Florida I understand and it being just a sprint weekend too most people probably just went and ran one day and you know it's harder to you know to drive to that race and a lot of people probably don't want to fly to a double sprint weekend so I understand why the numbers weren't really big there but like on the Sunday race especially in the females I mean there wasn't anybody in the youngest group at all and a lot of the heats barely had over 10 runners in it and uh, even some of the men's heats I believe only had 10 runners in it so you know for those of you out there that are thinking about running age groups you play your cards right you know and run on a Sunday race and maybe at a sprint weekend you, you, you might you know you might do fairly well you know and uh, even the elite heats were kind of slim for this race but like I said it was South Florida I doubt that'll happen at say you know Charlotte a double sprint weekend or or Fort Benning for that matter because I've noticed that those races are you know two months away and they're already in the last pricing bracket for selling out uh, but you know and it's always been that way for elite for the past couple of years too you know you always place better on on a Sunday race anyway because most people don't aren't going to run both days because they're you know either going home or you know just don't want to run both days so uh i'm my schedule for 2018 um and you know I'm, i don't have anything written down so if i'm bouncing all over the place i apologize i mean that's just me um so my schedule for 2018 you know I'm having to work with Spartan of course because everybody knows that Spartan places some races I would you know I would go to and I'm sure a lot of people would go to on the same weekends so <clears throat> so far I'm going to Charlotte I'm gonna try out I want to try out the age group and I'm gonna try it there um, I'm gonna run both days age group there and uh, this will well I'm kind of half like half of this year I'll be in well no all of this year I will be in 30 to 39 and if I run next year next year I turn 40 so or year after next I don't know so anyway yeah that's right I turned 39 this year and I turn 40 next year it's been a long day at work y'all uh, so yeah, I'm going to try out the age group in Charlotte and run age group both days. Uh, Fort Benning is like the weekend after, and it's only a single-day sprint. And I've, I've, that's been one of my better races for running elite, so I'm going to stay elite there. And uh, then at the end of the month, we're going to New Jersey. Me, my buddy Michael. Michael's going to Fort Benning with me. Uh, my girlfriend Leanne's going to Fort Benning with me, and uh, we're going to run it there too and uh, she's going to run that. That's going to be our first uh, obstacle race together after she broke her ankle, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be exciting for me and her. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to uh, New Jersey, sorry, and we're going to run the Ultra on Saturday, and if I'm not too beat up, I'm going to run the Beast on Sunday too, which I'll probably be too beat up. I might walk it. I don't know. Uh, if I don't, I lost 15 bucks because I bought the pass yada yada so I chose to run elite in the ultra just for traffic more or less and you get out early and uh, the last time I run the ultra I did elite so you know I did that and on Sunday I'm gonna run the beast elite also uh, those are the races I've signed up for uh, that I'm doing for sure um, 
I wanted to do the North, uh, the Jacksonville Super, but it's the same weekend as New Jersey, so I can't do that one. Uh, I'm going to the beach in May, so I'm going to miss uh, the Fayetteville Super and Sprint weekend, which I really wanted to do that one because last year that was where I earned my coin, so I kind of wanted to do that one, but so I'm not going to do that one. So I'm going to pretty much have a, some time off, which will probably be great anyway, because when I did the Ultra in 2016, I was pretty beat up for a few months after that, just joint issues and just really sore because I don't practice running long distance running. Uh, I mean, I'll run up half marathons here and there throughout my training, but I usually don't go much over that in training so it's more like a Hail Mary when I do anything over a half marathon so I think my next race I'm, I'm we're gonna do a terrain race I think in June uh, which is a different brand OCR it's coming to Atlanta and Conyers gonna do that I think it's in June and then I think Asheville's the first week of first week of August so I'll definitely be there and uh, I'll run both days there I don't know if I'll run a leader age group I guess I'll just see how it works out um, oh I if I can afford to fly to Palmerton I may do that my birthday's that Monday so that would be a really cool birthday treat to go to Palmerton and run the weekend of my birthday uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely want to want to go to West Virginia, so I'm planning on going to West Virginia. Uh, Leanne and Michael will definitely go to Asheville. Leanne's going to do Asheville. Michael's going to do Asheville. And those of y'all that know me know Leanne and Michael, Michael Robertson and Leanne Blizzard. Um, I don't think Michael's going to do West Virginia. I hope he can. But uh, I want to do West Virginia the whole trifecta weekend, and uh, I'll probably end up, I'll probably run the Beast Elite. Uh, I doubt I'll qualify for it, the Elite Heat, so if I don't qualify for that, <coughs> I don't know if I qualify for age group, I might run age group there, I don't know. It's all up in the air. So, let's see, what's next after that? August, September, in September, um, we're going to Killington and we're going to run the Ultra in Killington and if we feel like crap the next day, we probably won't run the Beast, but we're going to, we signed up for it, so me and Michael, my buddy Patrick Davies is going to do that one, I'm hoping to get Patrick on the, uh, on an interview soon. I want to interview him because he, uh, when he got out of college, he uh, did the whole Appalachian, hiked the whole Appalachian Trail, and he's just got a bunch of cool stories about doing that, and I thought it would be a cool interview. Um, so us three are going up there to do that in Killington. So that's going to be epic. Um, let's see, after that is October. I forget which Spartan race is in October. It might be Carolina, maybe. Maybe the Carolina Beast. So I'm doing that one. Or it may be in November. I wanted to do the uh, October, uh, I, I think Virginia uh, race. It's supers in October. I'm going to miss that one because i got to go to a wedding. I wanted to do that. Uh, whenever the Carolina Beast is, I'm going to do that. The Spartan, the Super that's going to be at Conyers, I'm planning on doing that one. Uh, Robertson's doing that one. Um, he's probably going to do Carolina too. Uh, World's Toughest Mudder's coming to Atlanta and it's somewhere in there. If I'm not real beat up after the uh, Ultra in Killington, I'm planning on doing World's Toughest Mudder. I mean, it's coming to Atlanta. It's really close. Might as well, right? Uh, and then I'm going to do the uh, Beast in uh, December 
at uh, Florida because that was an awesome race and uh, that's going to be my girlfriend's uh, trifecta so I'm hoping to finish help her get her first trifecta this year and uh, so yeah that's my schedule um, I hope maybe I do savage in the in the fall is it the fall when it comes yeah probably do savage may possibly do rugged and uh, I think there's a bone frog coming to Charlotte at one time, so I'm hoping to do that one too. So if y'all are going to any of those races and uh, just wanna come up and say, hey, hit me up on Messenger or whatever, it's cool. I love talking to people that, uh, you know, listen to the podcast. And I mean, honest to God, when I was having trouble with all the, with everything going down and, you know, it's just having scheduling issues, I thought about just stopping doing it all together. And, uh, <clears throat> about four or five people's reached out to me and says hey man i really like podcasts you're not going to stop are you so i mean i, I thought about it but you know i'm going to try to keep doing it I, like i said scheduling's gotten really hard um you know i'm like i said my new girlfriend's i'm in a new relationship with her we've been together about six months i'm madly in love and i really think she's the one and so it's uh, just really gotten hard to schedule on um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are really good for scheduling interviews so I guess I'm just gonna have to when I ask people to interview I'm just gonna have to say hey you know I'd like to interview you if you're available on these nights that's great um, if, if any of my listeners would like to interview you I mean it I mean it doesn't I mean I'm up for it I mean I mean, it could be a race you're doing or <clears throat> something you're getting over, whether, you know, you're working towards doing a race and we can talk about your training or anything like that. Just hit me up on Facebook. Like I said, man, this is a laid back podcast. And I mean, I just like talking, you know, fitness and health, you know, whether it's a Spartan race or you're training for a marathon or whatever, or you've got some awesome feat that you've overcome, you know, hit me up. Let me know about it. So, uh, there's my schedule for next year. Uh, so, you know, I always go through a bunch of questions that I ask people that I interview and I've never really, um, like answered for myself. So, uh, I know one, one I usually always ask, uh, people is what was their, you know, their, what obstacle do they dread the most? And I guess for me, it ha I mean, it'd have to be the spear just because it's always an unknown when it, when you release that spear, you know, you never know if you're gonna hit it or not. And then, you know, like in a favorite obstacle, I mean, I'm gonna say also the spear because when you hit that spear, you know, and I've said it more than once, it's like waking up on Christmas morning. I mean, it's nothing, more happy than hitting the spear especially when it's crunch time and you're ready to go you know you're seeing a bunch of people over there in the burpee pit where they missed it and you hit it and you just gained all those positions that's a rush man and like there's more you know i mean you're i guarantee you you leave that spear throw faster than you come into it if you make it you know so it's awesome when you make that uh another favorite for me is the bucket carry and uh out of all the carries, the bucket carry is my favorite. I'd rather do a bucket than do a sandbag, especially a double sandbag. That's another obstacle I dread is a double sandbag. I do not like a double sandbag. That is a tough obstacle for me because just holding my arms over my head like that, even with a single sandbag, my shoulder muscles get fatigued really quick holding that sandbag like that. So. I try to position it around my neck where, especially if it's the long sandbag, I'll position it around my neck where <clears throat> I don't have to hold my arms up to hold it. It seems like that way I can rest my shoulder muscles more. But like, you know, a lot of people say the bucket gets into their lower back and the way I hold it, and I'm a glove wearer. Everybody's like, man, I don't wear gloves or bitch mutton bitch mittens or whatever but 
I mean, and I don't, I wear gloves, I mean, especially on a cold race, I've, I've got that syndrome called Raynaud syndrome, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but, like, I have poor blood circulation to the tips of my fingers, and even when I wear gloves, my fingertips will get numb, and I can't even feel them, and, I mean, it doesn't have to even be super cold outside, I'm talking about, like, high 40s, and my fingertips will just get numb, so... I wear gloves, one, for that reason. And uh, so on the bucket carry, I like wearing gloves because when you've gotten your hands wet and you wrap your hands around that bucket, your hands slip on each other. Mine do. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, everybody says, don't wear gloves, build your grip strength up. Well, it takes a while to build up grip strength, so until then, you know, I'm just gonna wear the gloves. So I lace my fingers kind of like, I don't know, I guess like you're going to twiddle your thumbs. I lace my fingers like that. And I don't know if it's all gloves or the brand gloves I wear, which are five tactical 5.11 gloves, but they kind of like Chinese finger lock together to where I don't have to use a lot of my grip to hold the bucket. It's like the fabric of the gloves kind of locks together a little bit. So I just lace my fingers and wrap my arms around that bucket and I think it I think it helps. So and a lot of a lot of people I run with, you know, they usually see me do good on the bucket. And uh, I mean I can I can run with it sometimes. So I like the bucket. And uh over the sandbag and the log carry any day of the week. I mean, and no, I mean, I don't suggest, I don't think gloves help your grip better on grip obstacles. I always take my gloves off on like Twister, the rig, Olympus, always, always. I do use them on the rope from time to time. Like if I don't have time to put them on, no, I don't, but I like using them on the road climb just because I can slide I, when I get to the top and hit the bell I don't have to worry about you know coming down I can just hold the rope and slide down and just break it with my gloves and it won't tear my hands up so <clears throat> I like wearing them on the road climb uh, but everything else yeah I take them off z-wall I usually take them off on the z-wall if it's like pouring down rain I think the my gloves do help a little bit on the Z-Wall, maybe. And, uh, I mean, I just like wearing gloves for abrasion control, too. Like, doing burpees on the ground. I mean, I, instead of tearing up your hands, I think it works better to wear gloves. And, like, when those, when you're running through the vines, you can swat those vines out of the way and, and they don't tear into your hands, you know. Because I, I usually always run double days. You trip and fall and push a stick through your hand, I mean, that's that's gonna stop you from running the second day. So, I, I like wearing gloves for different reasons besides grip, in other words. So, what was that? Sorry. Um, so, what are some of the other questions I asked? Uh, products I swear by. Um, there's there's a bunch actually. I'm uh, right now. I'm sporting. I wear Innovate shoes. Uh, my road shoes that I like. I I do road running on or light trail running. I wear Ultras. Um, just because they talk about the zero drop, supposed to promote natural running. You know. So yeah, I run Ultras on my when I do street running. But doing obstacle course running or heavy trail running, I wear my Innovates. Uh, the Terra Claws are the ones I've been wearing a lot. Um, I got the 220s and the 240s. Uh, I like them both. Um, gels, I, I, I like the Honey Stinger gels, especially the ones that's got a little bit of caffeine in it. Um, I, I don't know if anybody listened to my uh, ultra prep uh, podcast but like during an ultra coming up on an ultra I'll wean myself off of caffeine uh, 
probably a month coming up to the ultra and on that second lap I'll start hitting those caffeine gels just to get an extra kick in the ass to finish out the ultra that's a good little tip <clears throat> and uh, I'll have uh, in my drop bin I'll have a, a camelback locked and loaded ready to go that way all I got to do is shoulder a camelback and take off the one I wore for the first lap um, let's see uh, my neighbor was calling I'll call him back uh, other products I swear by I like Subsport compression gear um, you can get it off of Amazon it's dirt cheap uh, um, I would put it over Under Armour's compression gear any day of the week um, I believe it's a, a, a British or English company and um, it's really good especially their thermal stuff it's really tight really thick and uh, it works really good especially once you get your body heat up it's called sub sport um, the they've got the I think it's called graduated compression or however you say it uh, I don't like it as much as the dual d-u-a-l model I just think the dual fits better it fits tighter uh, but I love their compression stuff it's really tight it, it works really good and it, it's really cheap and, and you'll see several elites wearing it uh, I usually do um, and I would put it up against Under Armour's uh, stuff any day of the week and it pretty much fits like Under Armour the pants fit like Under Armour uh, the shirts especially the long sleeve shirts they run a little tighter I run I wear a large in Under Armour and I would and uh, in uh, Subsport I would get an extra large but I wear I wear medium pants in Subsport and uh, you know I probably wear a medium in Under Armour too I don't have any Under Armour pants but <clears throat> let's see that's pretty much covers you know gear up uh, I guess uh, supplements like uh, I use the honey stinger stuff uh, I was using beat elite um, I started using Walmart's got a brand beat elite or some kind of super beats or whatever it is so I've just been using it just because it's man beat elite gets expensive and uh, I can I mean the stuff at Walmart I can pretty much drink it every day you know so if you got it if they say you have to load it for it to work I can afford to load Walmart's brand I can't afford to load be elite so I use that uh, um, like for daily supplements I'll use RSP through bodybuilding.com just because it's cheaper stuff and better quality stuff than what you can buy at Walmart uh, <coughs> um, my pre my pre and post race uh, rituals um, pre race like Friday uh, I'm, I'm more of a low carb dieter not like keto low carb or nothing like that because I love to binge I love to binge on some cake and ice cream and I'm and pizza but right now I can't eat pizza because me and a dude at work we bet a year we, we go a year without pizza and so the losers got to buy the winner a steak I don't know why but that's what we decided on so we're about six months into that no eight months into that so the end of June I'm gonna tear up some pizza um, so yeah um, I'm usually like on the low carb side when I diet uh, and I, I always will up my carb intake the week of you know especially if it's a beast like if it's just a sprint I'll probably just you know kind of carb load like a couple of two days before and not really like load just kind of eat a little more carbs but one thing I really do like to do is I'll drink coconut water on Friday especially for a beast just to you know overly hydrate I'll drink two cartons of coconut water on Friday and the morning I get up um, you know and I'll eat I'll eat pretty good carbs you know Friday night Saturday morning I'll wake up and 
I don't always do this, but I like to, you know, eat my breakfast three hours before the race. Um, and I read that through Hammer Nutrition's thing. They said that, if you know, if you're doing an endurance event, which I know a sprint's not an endurance event, but it made sense. It was talking about just having GI and gut issues, you know, that you should do it like three hours before a race. And so, and most of the time, you don't sleep well anyway, so I'm up. So, the first thing I'll do is get some coffee in me, because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, coffee I usually, you know, help you get to the bathroom and get a little caffeine started, and, you know, I won't eat a lot of calories, but I'll eat, you know, four to six hundred calories whether it's oatmeal or protein bar or bananas or something like that nothing major uh yeah and so i might hit a jail like 15 minutes before the race starts and i'll usually carry a couple of mustard packets and a couple of gels with me you know just in case and uh post-race like as soon as i'm done with the race i'll go get my bag you know i'll eat a banana right there at the finish line of course and a cliff bar that i'm sure everybody out there has gotten sick of the cliff bars by now but i always usually put a carton of coconut water in my uh, bag too and i'll replenish you know with coconut water and if there's a gt's kombucha tent i'll usually go to it like three times because Man, I love the GT's kombucha. I, I'm, it's everybody's kind of on the fence about it, but I love that stuff. Stuff's good for me. <coughs> so, let's see. What's some of the questions I usually always ask? Like I said, I don't have any notes or something, so I'm just freestyling here. Uh. So, my favorite race, I. You know, it, it changes all the time. You ask me a different part of the day, it changes. My favorite race of all time is probably the, my first ultra, just because it was just an epic feat for me. Um, but I'll say 2017. So my favorite race of 2017, uh, the West Virginia weekend was is in, up there amongst the top of them. And then the race where I got my coin, you know, that was something I've been trying to do for a long time so that was that was really cool too but uh, Lake Lanier was an awesome venue if and and Spartan didn't get it for 2018 but if there's ever any obstacle race there that is just an awesome venue you got to jump on it I mean it was beautiful it had a little bit of elevation not much but just running around the, the lake there and there was deer there was horses i mean there was there was a deer that jumped across the the uh the uh the fire jump at the race and then jumped in the lake and swam off i mean it, it was it was it was wild it was wild but that was just super fun race uh for me and uh and the sprint at West Virginia was fun because me and a bunch of friends, we just had a fun run. We ran it together. We had fun. We laughed. <laughs> me and my buddy Jason Hart, we wrestled in the dunk wall. <laughs> I think that photographer took like 50 pictures of us wrestling. I dunked my buddy Jason. It was so funny. Um... It's really hard to decide. I'm gonna have to say the West Virginia weekend was just probably the most fun. I had a great time there. All three of those races were exciting. We got that cool special medal there. Um, a lot of my friends were at that race, so I'd probably say West Virginia was the most fun race uh, for 2017. my worst race 
the worst I got, the race I got probably the most frustrated at was the sprint at Asheville, hands down. Um, I was doing so good. I, I come into that last gauntlet of obstacles and probably like 20th place and uh, man, it just fell apart. Uh, I, I, the ropes were super muddy and uh, I tried to climb up one and it was slick and I climbed up another one and got almost all the way to the top and I slid back down and <coughs> I should have tried it again and I was already just getting pissed off and frustrated because I lost positions already. So I went ahead and did my burpees, failed Olympus, failed the tire, and then failed Twister. So, man, I was like in 20th place and I think I dropped back to 60th in like that last little gauntlet. So I was really frustrated there. That was upsetting to me. So that was probably my worst race. I'd never done so many burpees in my life. Uh, that was my worst race by far. Um, let's see. Um, trying to think of what are the other uh, questions I always ask. Hmm. I guess I guess that's about it. So. Uh, um, something cool that I was kind of proud of. I guess I brag about on myself a little bit. Um, so this year or 2017, my points, you know, because most most people know that they take your best five races and you accumulate points off your best five races. And I actually had good enough points to where. They call it the Spartan 300, which it's the top 150 males and the top uh, 150 females. And of course, this 2017 it was U.S. Elite points, and in 2018 they got rid of that. It's just World Elite points, I think, this year. So I actually. I think my points was like 1,206 or 16 points. So anyway, I placed a hundred and, I think it was a hundred and, hold on, I got it on my phone. I mean, I know it's not a big deal, I even like it, but what did I place? It was like a hundred and twelfth or a hundred and, here it is, here it is. I was 113th in men's points, 186th overall in men's elite U.S. points. And so they give out awards to the top 150 and I might be wrong, I, I might not remember right, but I think like the top either 25 or 30 get, they get a season pass and get, and like maybe the top 10 get money or something like that and get a hoodie the top 50 get a hoodie or something but any, everything after the top 50 get they get a free race and a free t-shirt and uh, I, I hadn't received it yet I got the free race but I hadn't re received the shirt yet so you know I was pretty proud of that I thought that was pretty cool because last year or in 2016 I tried to do that and I didn't I wasn't, I wasn't close. I think I was like 186th in men's points. So I was kind of kind of proud about that. It was kind of cool, kind of cool. <clears throat> so yeah, who knows what's gonna happen this year. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not really sure if I wanna do age group or elite yet. Uh, just gonna do first few races and see how it plans out. You know, I, I heard that like the first couple of races like they're sending out the age groups, an age group at the time, like, so it would be 30 to 39, <clears throat> 40 to 49, and I guess they're sending them out in every 10 minutes, every 5 minutes, and I don't know if they've got the male and female split or not. I'm hoping to interview somebody on a podcast it's coming up maybe soon and maybe find out more details on it. 
Um, so I, I want to see how it goes, you know. You know, if it's going to be one of those things where everything kind of bottlenecks at obstacles and you're catching up with other heats, you know, I don't know how much, I don't know if I want to do that or not. So I guess I'll see how it plays. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that are thinking about doing the same thing are probably wondering that too, who are dropping back from elite to age group because, you know, I run elite, but there's no, I, I'll never podium an elite. I, I enjoy running elite. I enjoy being first out, you know. I mean, I made top 10 one time at a race, and it was like, you know, I was really lucky. <laughs> I mean, I've made the teens a few times, but most of the time I'm in the 20s and up. So, you know, I but I still enjoy running elite. Like I said, everybody in elite, you always see the same faces in the elite heat, and everybody gets to know each other, so you're cheering everybody on. You know, even though you're competing against each other, and you, you just you get to meet more people, I think, at a race running elite because you're always running with the same people in the same heat. And I, and I think the age group is really cool because it identifies more people for awards, and I think they needed that. Uh, one thing that kind of is a bummer to me is because. The people that I'm running with and elite is kind of like split up my brothers, you know, because like a, a lot of the people I run with, some are going to stay elite and some are going to drop back to age group, you know, so it's going to bust us up. So it's going to kind of mess up the friendly competition a little bit, but I'm sure I'll meet new people in the age group because I'm sure there's just as many people serious about being age group as there was about being elite. So I'm sure I'll see the same people running in my age bracket too because 30 to 39 is a huge age bracket just like 40 to 49 is those are the two main brackets if you're wondering go and look at on ct live or chrono track live results <coughs> those heats are the biggest out out west i think like just those two age brackets alone we're bringing in 200 a piece so that's phenomenal. Like most of the time, the men's elite bracket will be under 200 people for the whole elite bracket for men's. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. So the age group is really bringing in a lot of people. So that's really good for the sport, I think, too. And I really hope that uh, Spartan, you know, holds the age group accountable just like they do the elites. You know, make sure they got the cameras out and they're counting all the burpees, you know, and making sure they do like the elites do because, you know, it's only fair, you know. And for everybody out there that's not doing all their 30 burpees, you know, and skirting obstacles and not doing the obstacles the way they are, shame on you, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do. And you got people out there that are running an honest race and they believe in the honest competition and they want the honest, they want the honest results. And they want to be compared against people who run an honest race with honest results. You know, if you don't want to do the whole race to 100%, drop back to open. Because that's, you know, that's, that's what that's for. You know, if you want to run your race, you know, that's where you do it. Don't run, if you don't want to run an honest race, don't run elite in age group. Run your race and open. I guess that sounds fair, right? Right. <clears throat> okay, okay, so enough about that. Uh, um, let's see. What else was I going to talk about? Uh, so, uh, some other cool stuff, news that's happening. Um, what a cool podcast I really listened to here lately. Um, I don't, I don't really, and it's the first time I ever listened to it, I don't run Tough Mudders, I never have, but I'm planning on doing World's Toughest Mudder, but, so, a lot of people heard about Ryan Woods getting um, drug tested, and he, he accidentally bought some DHEA instead of DHA, you know, and it's and the supplement you can buy at Walgreens, you know, but it's a banned substance on WADA for 
<clears throat> I don't know, it's kind of like a, I don't know, a half-ass testosterone booster in some way or something. So it's banned by WADA. He was taking it. He thought he was taking DHA. So the Spartan didn't ban him. Uh, the, what is it? The World's Championship Obstacle Course Racing. You know, the one they do in Canada the past two years and it's going overseas this year. So he, uh, he drug tested there and he failed the drug test. So anyway so this other guy that runs a podcast called strength and speed i've never listened to it um a guy named evan or ian was evan paparis does it but apparently he said some uh he pretty much was pretty hard on ryan woods you know calling him out as a liar uh he claimed he was an or he was an army interrogator or in like when he was in Afghanistan or some something like that I don't know all the details but if so on world's toughest podcast run by is it Will Hicks I think does it anyway but it's world's toughest podcast and it's on iTunes if you this was my first episode ever listened to it so and there's I mean there's a lot of a lot of bad language in it but I mean if you want to hear just a really good it was a great podcast to me, and so Evan Paparis was just kind of call. I mean, just really just running Ryan Woods' name in the dirt for all of this stuff that happened around, you know, him, you know, failing this drug test. So Ryan Woods, Evan Paparis were being interviewed on a podcast, and. Uh, Ryan Woods just really took up for himself really well and if you've ever met Ryan Woods Ryan Woods is a stand-up guy and I believe I believe every word he says on this case in the matter and uh, so I, I, I enjoyed that podcast very much and it was a very good podcast to listen to so if, if you if you were you know interested in that topic you need to listen to that podcast. It was really good. Um, I'm looking forward. I hope Ryan Woods is going to be in Charlotte. Looking forward to bumping into him and seeing him there. Uh, what else? So Obstacle uh, Dominator is a really awesome podcast. It was the first podcast I ever listened to. Um, so they've started back up. Uh, Hunter McIntyre, of course. You know the guy that's been uh, owning broken skull challenge he's the host there um it was him and ben greenfield ben greenfield runs his own podcast uh called the ben greenfield fitness podcast and it's a great podcast too and he's i'm sure ben's probably so busy with that one he can't really help host obstacle dominator i mean i don't know that for a fact so hunter mcintyre and benny gifford uh and benny gifford was on the comeback kids on the spartan on the nbc spartan TV show, uh, and he's hosting with Hunter McIntyre on Obstacle Dominator. It's a great podcast uh, on obstacle racing. Listen to that; it's really good. Um, I know Philip and uh, is Elijah with Obstacle uh, Order. They have a great podcast. Uh, I saw a post not too long ago about how they had a, their podcast go down. Or something and they hadn't had an episode up in a while I hope those guys can uh, get it back up and going it's a really good podcast everybody's I know knows Matt Davis and his podcast on obstacle uh, racing media it's a great podcast and uh, if any of y'all from Georgia he also does another podcast called the Atlanta podcast <clears throat> I haven't had time to listen to any of that one yet but he's had some really good uh, interviews on there with some really uh He's even had some act actors on there. I know the, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember his name, but the guy from the Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness, he interviewed him on there on one episode. I've been wanting to go back and listen to it, but I just hadn't had a chance to yet. Um, and then you got Overcome and Run, which is pretty much a West Coast obstacle, uh, uh, podcast, uh, I forget her name. Oh man, 
I'm bad with names anyway. But she, um, her and her husband do uh, do the podcast, and I think he's uh, in the navy or something. And he, uh, I think he shipped out or something like that. So she's been running it, and she's been doing a really good job. It's a good podcast to listen to, also. Um, um, Natural Running is a good podcaster to listen to with Rich Diaz. He is like uh, awesome coach on running form. Been doing it for years. He was an Ironman. Uh, been training people for a long time. He does uh, clinics where he trains people. Um, he does them all over the place. I would love to do one. Just none of them have been really close by. Um, I'm sure everybody could you know, brush up their running form. Uh, what else? What else? That's I, those are mainly most of the podcasts I listen to. Are those right there? Uh, hmm. But like I said, guys, I'm gonna try to get some more podcasts out there, more interviews. I I did 25 episodes last year. I'm I'm not gonna guarantee that much this year. Uh, just because my schedule's really hectic this year. Um, uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm I'm not ready to quit yet. But I'm going to try to put some more stuff out there. Uh, Like I said, uh, always come up to me and talk to me at the race, man. I always love hearing from the listeners. It it gets me pumped. It it makes me want to do more. if you like what I'm doing, let me know. If you don't like what I'm doing, let me know. Uh, leave me, uh, you know, I post what you want on, on, on my Facebook page for I'm a Spartan Podcast. And, you know, leave me messages, leave reviews on iTunes. <clears throat> let me know. Uh, uh, I don't really, I, I run out of stuff to say. Um, yeah word uh alright I think I'm done alright so like I said I'll be going to Charlotte um I'd love to do an interview at Charlotte so if anybody's gonna be there and look for me and uh you know I was thinking about volunteering and maybe hitting up some people during the race like doing a couple of little minute interviews maybe I don't know maybe so if anybody's doing their first race in Charlotte I would love to interview somebody that's doing their first race that would be really really cool <clears throat> so anyway so yeah guys just hit me up uh, and yeah I'm done anyway see you in Charlotte uh, yeah Yep, I'm done. I can't think of nothing else to say. All right, guys. We'll see you at the next race. Peace.